Hello, I'm Major Adrian Allman. And I'm Captain Claire Allman. Welcome to the Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army podcast series. Birmingham Citadel is a Christian church located in Birmingham City Centre in the UK. This podcast is a recording of the Bible message that is shared during the Sunday worship service. You can now watch our service online through live stream at 10.30am every Sunday morning and can also find our stories and videos on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. It's good to have you share with us and as you listen we pray that God will speak to you. May you know God's abundant blessing today. Over the last few weeks, um, since Freedom Day really, um, we have been looking at the subject of freedom. We've been looking into the book of Philippians. And over the last few weeks, these, we have looked at what it means to be free to love others. We looked at what it means to be free to fail. We've looked at what it means to be positive in our freedom rather than being grumpy. We've looked at what it is to be freedom free to stress less. We've looked at what it was last week to have freedom to be successful or to succeed. And finally this morning, I want to look at just a simple thought along the lines of free to be content. Being content fits very well with this occasion. One of the things I've heard many parents say when asked about their children's future is, I just want them to be happy. I just want them to be happy. I guess you've said that if you have children of your own. Happiness is the world's most popular and sought-after emotion. We all want to be happy. And it's certainly something we hope our loved ones will experience in abundance. A book that I've been reading recently spoke of happiness being a choice. That's what it said. Happiness is a choice. And I recognize that such thoughts come from a good place. They're meant to highlight the notion that though you don't always feel that you have control of your circumstances, you do have control over how you feel and therefore happiness is a choice. Yeah, I've been thinking along this. Is it correct to say that we can choose to be happy? I'm not so sure it is. Whilst I control how I think, controlling my feelings is a little bit more complex. There are many situations in life that are quite overwhelming. We've experienced many of them during the last 18 months. And actually, no matter how happy you want to be in those circumstances, you just cannot. Happiness isn't necessarily a choice. What I do think is important is that we understand what Paul is saying to us here in chapter 4. We have to understand what words are. When he says, I know what it is to be content in all circumstances. His own circumstances were not very good. He's writing this from a prison cell. He's been put there by corrupt people who've got an agenda. They want to kill him. They really want to end his promotion of the gospel that he's doing. And therefore, imprisonment was their option. You'd readily agree that's not exactly great circumstances, are they? Paul doesn't speak of being happy. Note that. 
He doesn't say, I know what it is to be happy in all circumstances. He uses the word content. I don't know how you would define contentment. Think about it for a minute. How would you define contentment? I suspect that most of us in our thinking just now would come up with some variation of the idea that contentment is having everything that you want. I'm content. I've got everything that I want. There's an often used illustration of a man who puts a sign on the outside of his house. And on that sign it says, I will give this house to any man or woman who can prove to me that they are content. After a bit of time, somebody knocks at the door. He says, I've seen a sign on the front of your house. And I want to claim the house. I am perfectly content. The owner of the house turns around to me and says, well, what do you mean? He says, well, I have everything I want. All the money I need. Everything in life that can satisfy. I am perfectly content. And therefore, I'm claiming your house. The house owner replies, friend, if you're so content, why do you need my house? Contentment isn't having all that we want. It isn't. True contentment is wanting only what we have. Let me say that again. True contentment is wanting only what we have. It's being able to recognize that right here, right now, everything that I have is enough, regardless of what I'm experiencing outside or what's going on in the world. Right now, Right in this place, everything I have is enough. The word comes actually from the Latin, contentus. And if you look up the dictionary definition of that word, contentus, it actually says, held together, intact, whole. To be contact is to have everything held together, to be whole. Contentment comes not, from our, comes not from what is going on around us. It comes from how we respond in that way. It's the peaceful realization that we are whole and complete as we are, despite anger, sadness, joy, frustration, or excitement that comes our way from time to time. One of the things I find quite strange about contentment, as I've seen it in my own life, is that it's possible to feel fulfilled inside, yet have an outer struggle at the same time. It's possible to feel fulfilled inside whilst having an outer struggle. Wasn't this Paul's experience? This is what he was saying when he wrote these words to the Philippians. Contentment celebrates the good in our life whilst simultaneously working through all things. That's what contentment is. One of the things I try and teach my girls all the time is gratitude. Whenever they receive some act of kindness, I'm quick to pipe up, don't forget to say thank you. I could do well with learning that in my own life, to be quite frank, but I'm very quick to remind my girls of the need to say thank you for all that they do. 
Paul's circumstances are not good. And yet, these final verses in chapter 4 of Philippians, this is a thank you letter. He's writing a thank you letter to the church in Philippi. You sense his his gratefulness that they actually were able to send Epaphroditus with much-needed sustenance. If you went to prison in biblical days, if you didn't have any friends and family, you were in trouble. They didn't have a welfare state. It wasn't three square meals and locked up for 23 hours a day. It was certainly locked up for 23 hours a day, but your meals were dependent upon people that you knew bringing them to you. If you wanted a blanket on your bed, or even a bed, that was dependent upon somebody providing that for you. So actually, here, when he writes to them and says, thank you for renewing your concern, he's really grateful. Because actually, to just sleep, to eat, he depended upon other people. And yet, Paul doesn't want to give the impression to the Philippians that prior to receiving this gift, that the Lord was not sufficient for his every need. He makes it very clear to them, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you've renewed your concern. Indeed, you have been concerned, but I've had no opportunity to, to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need. He's really saying, I'm grateful, but the Lord was looking after me. He was. Researchers at Yale University have recently concluded that humanity down the years has used two different strategies for well-being. The first one is a more strategy. People, in order to feel well or be well, look for more. They look for more money, they look for more power, they look for more stuff, they look for more validation, they look for more success. They look for it in the world outside of them. And let's be frank, if I were to give you a thousand pounds today, you would be quite happy in your well-being. I'd be quite happy because I actually had a thousand pounds to give you. But I dare to say, the minute you put that in your pocket, your feeling of happiness will start to diminish. You see, that is the problem with a more than strategy or a more strategy. A more strategy is simply not sustainable. Why? Because we want more. We want more. So our well-being can't be dependent upon a more strategy. The researchers at Yale discovered actually there was a better way. And that was the enough strategy. The enough strategy. Where people direct their attention inward to find contentment with what's already inside of them rather than looking for it out there. The focus shifts onto what we have rather than what we don't have. The great biblical teacher John Stott wrote this, Contentment is the secret of inward peace. It remembers the stark truth that we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. Life, in fact, is a pilgrimage from one moment of nakedness to another. So we should travel light and live simply. Our enemy is not positions, but excess. Our battle cry is not nothing, but enough. That's a great statement. To have in life a battle cry that says, enough. My battle cry is 
enough. I have enough. I think one of the things that we often overlook when we read these words from Philippians is that Paul says this. I have learned to be content. Contentment is a learned process. Contentment doesn't come looking for you. It won't walk around the corner and say, Hi, I'm contentment. Wham! Contentment is something that we have to go learn. And Paul was very clear. He didn't say, I possess contentment. He said, I have learned over a period of time what it is to be content. Sometimes God supplied Paul abundantly. And so he'd learned to live with prosperity. But sometimes the support for Paul was not there, as in this prison cell. And so Paul had to learn to get along with life in humble means. And what he says is, I have learned in all conditions to be content. It hasn't come naturally, he was saying. I've had to learn it. It hasn't been an instantaneous transformation. And you know what? That's the same for you and me. If you think contentment is something that you're just going to get, that it's suddenly, instantly going to happen for you, that's not going to happen. Contentment is a learned process. We learn it by walking with God each day, and it's something to work continually towards. I'm a great fan of N.T. Wright. A lot of people are. Some people don't like him. But Tom Wright, in one of his commentaries, says one of the purpose of Paul's letter to the Philippians is to encourage encouraging them to think the Jesus way. Remember, go back to chapter 2. How does he start chapter 2? Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. He is desperate to get the Philippians to think the Jesus way. What did Jesus have to say about contentment? Listen to these words in Luke chapter 12. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on, for your Father knows what you need. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. This is Jesus talking about contentment. He's talking about enough here. He tells us that contentment comes from focusing on the Lord as our sufficiency, the one in whom we trust. And that is exactly what Paul tells the Philippians. Guys, God is my sufficiency. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Friends, don't take this out of context. I do not, I, I, I have a real pet hate with when people take Bible verses out of context. Do not take this one out of context. It's one of the ones that is more often than not taken out of context. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. This isn't about fulfilling dreams or climbing to new heights. It's not about being able to accomplish anything and everything and suddenly be having superhuman strength. I like Jonathan Merritt's simple comment on this verse. He says this, 
The Bible does not teach God will give you the strength to do whatever you set your mind to. Instead, the Bible teaches God is a sustainer when life feels unsustainable. That's what he's saying. God is my sustainer when things seem unsustainable. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As we come to the end of our meeting this morning, what is contentment then? Well, I think contentment is that underlying acceptance of what it means to be human. It's an unconditional acceptance of life's experiences. Though an acceptance that we don't need any more than we have already here and now. We were watching the news the other morning on the BBC and it was one of the, uh, there was a, a little article on the news and it was talking about going back to school and it highlighted a lady whose son has not been given a school place anywhere near their house. She has to take him four and a half miles to school on the bus. He's not old enough to go on his own. They're on benefits, they can't afford anything. And there she was, stood with him at the bus stop. They followed him as they got on the bus. Every day she has to spend five pounds in bus fares. Now she gets it back, she can claim it back, but she has to pay it out in advance and she can only claim it back at the end of term. Five pound a day. And the point they were making was, you know, that going back to school isn't always quite exciting for some. And as we were watching this article, they were on the bus, about the only ones that were on the bus. Camera crew was there. And the mother started to cry, but she was fighting it. There was no way she was going to let her emotions get the better. But then the little boy cuddled into her and he started to cry because he saw his mum starting to cry. The article was focusing on the need that they needed more help. And that was, you know, important. It was focusing on the need for them to have more. But I watched that clip and I walked away thinking, actually, wow, what do they already have? Because that bond between mother and son, that in their poverty, they could share such a closeness. The fact that he could start to cry because... His mother's response affected him. I thought, wow, they've got more than many people already have. Contentment's about realising we have enough, not seeking more. It's about a learned experience that comes from walking with God. God gives us what we actually need, strength to survive our moments of weakness, and a sense of freedom even in life's prisons. Trusting God's not always easy. I know it's not. But equally so, it's not complex either. I pray today for Tilly's happiness. But actually, I pray for more than that. I pray that she'll be content. Because I think being content is far more than being happy. It's a prayer I pray for me. And it's a prayer I pray for you, too. We have enough. We don't need to seek more.
It comes as we learn to walk with God each day and place our trust in him. How's your contentment, folks? Would you describe yourself as a content person this morning? I'm not asking you if you're a happy person. I'm asking you if you're a content person. We're going to sing a beautiful little chorus. It's an old army chorus, um, an old church chorus that simply says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. It's a chorus of contentment. It's a, content, it's a chorus that acknowledges that what I have is enough. Is that how you describe your life today? As somebody who lives in contentment? Let's sing together a couple of times. And as we do, let's just reflect on that message. And perhaps you'll reflect on what God gives to you each day. experiences of life we desire to be happy and yet we recognize that there are some circumstances where that is really difficult choice to make it's a difficult emotion to experience and yet Lord we can be content in any circumstance contentment Lord is about realizing we have enough not seeking more It's a learned experience, and we want to learn it better. We want to walk with you closer. And this morning, we just want to look into our own lives and recognize what you actually do give us. And this morning, we express our gratitude for the strength that you provide. Strength to help us through our weaknesses, through our difficult days. Strength that makes the better days even greater. And so this morning, we simply place our trust in you. It's a simple thing we do. And we ask as of you, as we place our trust in you, that you will meet us where we are, and that within our hearts, you'll just make us content, that you'll just give us an air of contentment about everything, a satisfaction in knowing that all that we have in you is enough. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. So you don't miss any further recordings, please subscribe to this podcast and also share and review it to help other people find and join our Birmingham Citadel online congregation. This has been a production for Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to know more about us or want to worship with us, then visit our webpage at birminghamcitadel.co.uk.